Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sal Licata back on the fan. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Talking Yankees and their loss. No offense at the stadium for the Yanks as they go down to Joe Musgrove and the Padres. Yankees have now lost three straight, and really it all started with the 5-1 seventh inning lead where Nestor Cortez was left in the game, and he gave up a three-run homer. The Orioles made it 5-4. They ended up coming back on the bullpen anyway. Aaron Boone, you know, got on Boone. Not a second guess, first guess, watching along. I thought Boone made a bad decision there, a predetermined decision, and... You know, that game kind of started this little downward spiral here, this mini downward spiral of three straight losses and losing two out of three to the Orioles when really it should have been a nice big win for them, a 5-1 lead, and it went the other way. But anyway, Yankees offense not getting the job done. They'll be fine. Ultimately, they'll be fine, especially when they start getting some of these guys back, and it seems like they're a lot closer to getting Donaldson back, John Carl Stanton back, who knows with Rodon, but eventually get him back. Uh, as well. And with the Mets, you know, the Mets, they're starting to now, well, they have over the last you know week or so, look much better. But they're starting finally now to look like the team we expected them to be when they had, you know, when you, when you talk about Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, that's how this team is built. And we haven't seen that with the Mets this year. And now we're seeing it where you could have those guys in the rotation every fifth day. I mean, knock on wood, got to keep him healthy. But Scherzer even said just now on SNY that he's the healthiest that he's been all year. He didn't say that quote. That's a paraphrase where he said he's getting healthy now. And he was joking around saying that I've been telling Alvi, Francisco Alvarez, I'm better than this. I can locate all these pitches. Just give me some time and I'll do that. And he has now done that the last couple of starts. Max Scherzer finally starting to look like Max Scherzer again giving some length, and it's not just any length, it's quality length. As he goes, another seven strong innings, allowing just a one-earned run, striking out eight, didn't walk anybody. That is an ace performance from one of the Mets' two aces. And I would expect Justin Verlander to do the same now tomorrow, or actually later on today. It's officially Saturday morning here now on the fan. But with those two, it all starts from there. And then you have the rotation with Senga, with Carrasco, with Tyler McGill behind them. And you have the offense doing enough to win some games. That's how this team is built. Mets got themselves, you know, the two games over 500. So there's a long way to go here. But they, you know, they have to, uh, you know, they, they a long way to go. They have to continue to do what they're doing here. And everything is still out in front of them, whether it's the division. I know Atlanta is great, but think about this. 
Everybody looks at the Braves, and you're, yours truly included. Look at the Braves and say, man, they're just so good. They're better. The NL East is over. The Braves are going to win. But with all that's gone wrong for the Mets this year, and I'm not saying everything's gone perfectly for the Braves because I know it hasn't. They've had injuries too. But we look at them as such a superior team, and they are 11 games over 500. I understand that. Mets are just two games over 500. But with all that's gone wrong for the Mets, they haven't had Verlander for a month. They haven't had Scherzer being himself outside of the last two starts. You know, Lindor has not been producing at a high level. Maybe he's just starting to get going now. Uh, Marte has basically been a zero. They still have no DH, no left fielder. You know, all the stuff that the Mets have gone through, and they lose Edwin Diaz for the year. Uh, you know, the bullpen has been overworked and overtaxed, and still the Mets are just four and a half games back of the Braves. That's nothing. It's nothing. Four and a half games back at this point. It's nothing. Mets need Mets are one really strong week away or one stretch away from getting everybody excited about chasing down Atlanta, even though it is just Memorial Day weekend. And next week's going to be a big week. You know, Mets get this nice win in Colorado. Verlander, like we said later on today, you hope that at, at least they win two out of these three. Then have the off day on Memorial Day, which, by the way, it should never happen. I mean, how are the Mets off? How is any team off on Memorial Day? In Major League Baseball, all of Major League Baseball should be playing. Yankees have a night game, 940. The Yankees are in Seattle. Mets are off on Memorial Day. That stinks. Should be day baseball on Memorial Day. Anyway, after that, the Mets come back home and get set to take on the Phillies for three. Those will be a big three games. And then, you know, Toronto, but... It really, it's it, Toronto's just in between. Toronto's the cream and the NLE sandwich. You got Philly for three, then the Blue Jays, and then the Mets go to Atlanta for three. So things will get interesting in their own division, and I know the Phillies have not been off to a good start, but still, you know, Mets need to start playing some better baseball here now and get things lined up, and they're going to be tested after the series with Colorado. And, and we know it's not about who they play because that was quite obvious earlier in the month. When the Mets were, you know, getting swept in Detroit or losing two out of three to the Rockies and the crappy Reds and losing games to the Nationals. So it's not about who they play, but when you talk about the NL East opponents, knowing that you're going to be seeing them fewer times this year, those are going to be big games at City Field against the Phils. And then when they go to Atlanta, which has just been a house of horrors, no matter where the stadium or no matter, you know, where the Braves are playing, going down to Atlanta is never fun. For the Mets. 877-337-6666. Jamie is calling from Seymour, Connecticut. What's up, Jamie? Sal, what's up? How are you, Jamie? Good. Uh, first of all, good. Uh, good luck with the mulch tomorrow morning. Thank you very much. I'm looking, hey, Dude, <laughs> check, check this out. So I get a text, right? Uh, for yeah. those of you who are just joining in now and wondering what the hell I'm talking about, I, I'm deciding uh, I'm going to do some yard work uh, like a big boy uh, this weekend, and I ordered a bunch of mulch and uh, whatever stuff that I need. So I get a text from Home Depot. Your order will arrive May 27th between 6 a.m. and 8 oh p.m. <laughs> 6, 6 a.m. and 8 p.m.? I mean, can you give me a little bit of a window? That's not a window. That's an ocean. Come on. There, there goes your Saturday. <laughs> yeah, really? Now, I'm not waiting around for this crap. Like, I'm not waiting around for it. I'll do what I need to do before it gets here, but I'm hoping it's there when I wake up and then I can get to work, you know? And if it's 8 p.m., that means it's a Sunday job. 
Right, and Sunday, Sunday's my anniversary, so I'm not doing that on my anniversary. I got dinner planned with my wife. Like I'm not. Yeah, it better come tomorrow morning. But how about that window? Yeah. Six a.m. to eight p.m. Like if it were six a.m. to noon, it'd be bad enough. But at least you accepted yeah. six a.m. to eight. Come on, that's brutal. Um, with the Mets, um, it's good to see the starting pitching kind of come into form a little bit. With Carrasco, I, you know, the first inning yesterday. When he gives up the home run, I'm going, oh, boy, here we go. But he settled in, pitched a good game, and then uh, Scherzer with a great outing today. And then hopefully Verlander can, you know, match that tomorrow. And uh, the Mets can kind of get some – string together some good starting pitching uh, going forward. Agreed. And I felt the same as you did with Carrasco, Jamie, where we all have seen it. Now, look, I like Carrasco. I like the trade at the time. But we've seen too much bad here from him and especially this year so the Mets finally score one on the first inning Carrasco comes right back and gives up a homer and I'm thinking here we go again he's gonna go the way of David Peterson but no we were both wrong Jamie as he goes out there and gets through six and two third innings and allowed just that one home run that could be yeah. a very big deal for this team if you could get that type of start from the fourth or fifth starters in this rotation this is how the Mets are going to start to now build their way over, you know, get to 10 games over 500, 15 games mm -hmm. over 500, winning series with their starting pitching. Yeah, and the, uh, the last thing, you know, every day I see the Mets post a lineup and I see, I check, and there he is, Vogelbust in the lineup. I think they're <laughs> starting to troll us. It was funny. I, I really saw do. somebody... I Somebody sent me a text with, you know, how, like the Mets have, uh, they release the lineup every day on social media, whatever, and you'll see the lineup. Somebody sent it to me with the Mets lineup for tonight, and it was just Vogelback in every slot, leading off, playing center field, Vogelback. Well, yeah, it was, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Here's the thing. He's not, as you know, Jamie, and thank you for the call, and I appreciate your well wishes with the mulch tomorrow because we both know I'm going to need it. Vogelback is not the problem. But he's part of the problem. And I can't understand for the life of me how anybody in the Mets organization thinks that he is a guy that can be best suited to take up that roster spot and that DH spot primarily, that he's best suited to help this team win games. I just don't understand it. You know, because as somebody who's watched baseball my whole life, he's not a good baseball player. No one can dispute that. I don't care who it is. Billy Epler, Steve Cohen, Buck Showalter, Daniel Vogelback himself, his parents, whatever. Like, nobody can dispute me saying factually Daniel Vogelback is not a good baseball player. Now, you can say that, well, he gets on base at a decent clip. You know, against right-handed pitching, he's okay because he can walk and maybe get you a single if he decides he wants to swing the bat. But you cannot tell me that he is, in fact, a good baseball player because he is not. So I don't understand why the Mets think it's worth having a guy who is not a good baseball player on the roster just because he walks on occasion and may get a single on occasion. Remember, we talk, we, we say walks and you know gets a single kind of loosely. His, he's not exactly tearing it up with the batting average hitting two twenty three. He gets on base, you know, not to mention that his one strength is getting on base. It's similar to what we used to say about R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett's greatest strength was that he can get to the rim, right? He could attack the rim and draw fouls. Problem is, you get to the free throw line, he's not a good free throw shooter. 
It's like Vogelback. Well, okay, his greatest strength is he could get on base on occasion. But what's he going to do with that? He can't run. Andre is calling from the Bronx. Andre, what's up with your Yankees? Hey, listen to me. You ever heard this old story? Um, it gets late early. Well, that's what's starting yeah. to happen now. It was only Memorial Day weekend, but uh, they're going to have to, I don't know. Like, they need a, they need somebody that can at least, I mean, I don't know what they need. You tell me what they need because you know this thing way better than I do. And congratulations on your um, anniversary and everything like that. Thank but, you, uh, Andre. I don't know, man. The Yankees, uh, I mean, like, what do they really need? Like, what, I mean, what is it? Like, you, you got Volpe that shows stuff. You got uh, different stuff, but they just don't have no spark on this team, man. I mean, it looks like a flat team. <laughs> nah, I mean, and, I think uh, it could look. I think it, you know, did it look flat to you, Andre, when they were playing the Rays a couple of weekends ago? It didn't to me. Oh, well, they, well, I was at they, that game, the bobblehead game. Me and my grandson and my son, we all went to that game. Uh, when Rizzo hit the home run that night, but they just, man, they need a spark plug of a baseball player. I don't know where you get that person from, but. They gotta have to, you know. They just, I don't know. But this, but this stuff gets kind of tricky. But I'm not panicking quite yet. You well, think? you shouldn't panic at all. I mean, the Yankees have a good record. See, their biggest problem right now is not the way that they're playing. Their biggest problem is that the opponents in their division have gotten oh, off good. to incredible starts. Yeah, that's the thing, right? The Rays have yeah. gotten off to a historic start. The Orioles are actually good. If not for those two getting out to those ridiculous starts, the Yankees wouldn't be eight games back. So I think it's worse when you look at it and say, well, they're eight games back, but it's a combination of both the Rays and the O's having great starts and the Yankees not being close to being 100% healthy. So you talk about a spark, Andre. How about John Carl Stanton? That going to do it for you? Ah, oh, no. What, what, he might hit a home run, strike out 20 times. No, that's, that's not <laughs> – no, no. He's. I mean, listen, I'm, it's going to be good to have him back, but still, you know. Uh, and then when is – Interesting. T.J. LeMayo going to start to hit the baseball? He got a fat contract and everything. Then he doesn't – you know, I don't – I don't know. Yeah, it, no, I'm, it, I'm with you, Andre. I understand the frustration, and thank you for the call, and thank you for the well wishes, the or the anniversary wishes. The the Yankees have some guys who are problematic right now as well. It's not just that Stanton is out, and I get it too with Stanton. He does strike out a ton, but he also could carry them for two weeks straight. He's that impact offensive player that can do damage with you know one swing of the bat. And they have a couple of those guys in a lineup once he does get back healthy. But they also have a, a couple of guys who have been problematic. And LeMayu is one of them. You talked about it. LeMayu, DJ LeMayu, first of all, he looks terribly slow defensively. I'm not talking about running. I'm talking about playing defense. He looks slow and just big. And, and this is a guy who's you know gold glove fielder. And they, you, you could count on being able to move him around the infield, whether it's second base, first base, third base. He does not look the same at all anymore. Slow and not as good defensively. That's number one. And that's not even the primary thing, but it's just something that has been blatantly obvious if you've watched him play. The other thing is LeMayu can't be hitting 250. You know, LeMayu's a guy that should be hitting 350, not 250. So the fact that you have him struggling like that offensively, that's a problem. On top of... Anthony Volpe, who is a, a kid who's supposed to be, you know, one of their better hitters and another impact bat. He dominated spring training. He struggled to start his big league career. 
And he's hitting 200 right now on the button. That's not good enough. So you have those two guys who at least I look at, and we've seen LeMayu. Look, in 2019, DJ LeMayu is one of the best hitters in the game, and he was clutch. How could you ever forget that big home run against the Astros in Game 6 of the 2019 ALCS? And, you know, those years where the Yankees didn't have a clutch postseason bat, you know, it was all-or-nothing type hitters. LeMayu was their best hitter, even with Judge, even with Stan. LeMayu was their best hitter, even with Glaber when he was at his peak. LeMayu was the best, and now he's he's not. And I don't know if he's ever going to get back to that. It doesn't look good. I know he hasn't been able to stay healthy, and maybe that big body of his is causing him some problems, but I don't even care what he does defensively if he could get back to hitting 300. It's a 50-point difference. So that's part of the problem, too. Like I said, I think it'll come for Volpe. The disappointing thing about Volpe is that he was starting to look like he was improving offensively, and now he's falling back off again. So there's going to be that you know, back and forth with him, and you don't want him hovering around you know, hitting 200. He's got to be better than that. Remember, he went from being the nine hitter to the leadoff hitter. Now again, he's back down in the order. As Boone is going with, you know, Torres atop the order, and he's been okay. He's been he's been fine. I mean, crushed a couple of homers against the Orioles, hitting the ball hard, but still not what I would say peak Glaber. But maybe this is just what Glaber is right now. I do think, though, the spark is going to come from John Carl Stanton's return. Maybe it comes from Josh Donaldson's return. We're all over overlooking him. Except for Aaron Boone, everybody else is overlooking Josh Donaldson. He does have the potential. We know we've seen him do it before. It's been a while. We haven't seen him do it with the Yankees. But he can be a guy that, with his bat, can be a game wrecker as well. If you add Stanton and you add Donaldson, to this lineup, and both those guys play close to their full potential, that takes this lineup to potentially one of the best in baseball. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there is the potential for it to happen because both these guys at certain points in their career have been the guys in a lineup. And in this case, they would be the guys along with Judge and Rizzo. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Talking Yankees, talking Mets. I wonder if we're going to talk any Taylor Swift tonight. How many people, I'm assuming that concert is over. How many people do you think that are leaving the Taylor Swift concert? Manny, I'll ask you. We have Manny Rodriguez on the other side here. How many people, Manny, do you think leaving the Taylor Swift concert tonight are listening to us on the fan right now, if you had to guess? Um, that's a good question. I mean, well, I you would don't say to, maybe you, a handful of fathers are listening in right now. They're well, well, that's what I mean. Like, back. right. That's what I mean. We're, we don't have to give me like an exact number, like five or a hundred, but like in general of the, what, 80,000 people, however many it holds for a Taylor Swift concert. Do you think any of that audience is listening to WFAN sports talk radio on the way? There's gotta be some, right? 127 of them. Yeah, exactly. If you're li- do me a favor. If you're driving home listening to me right now, driving home from the Taylor Swift concert, I want at least one of you, if there is only one of you, if there is even one of you, I want to hear from you. 
and see what the fuss was all about. If it was worth the hassle driving there, driving home, Memorial Day weekend, paying the however much money you spent to see the concert, I want to hear about it. Plus, I want to know if you're listening to me and if you're a Sal Licata fan and a Taylor Swift fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, Taylor. Oh, I'm a Swifty too. I mean, I do like her songs. I don't know enough about her albums or all the songs. I would never... Shouldn't say never. I mean, if my daughter were a fan, she's only two. If she were a fan of Taylor Swift, I would do anything I could to make her happy and try to get tickets. Although I heard the get-in price on secondary markets was about two grand for tonight's concert at MetLife. And before the break, I asked you if you were listening, driving home from the concert, which uh, I'm assuming is well uh, over by now. I wanted to hear from you. Give me a call. Let me know if it was worth all the fuss. Well, we have a couple of you. And obviously, we'll take your calls on the Yankees and Mets as well. Joel is calling from MetLife Stadium. Joel, how was it? Oh, man, it was pretty awesome. And I'm like you. I know a few of her songs. And my daughter's the, the super fan. But it was a phenomenal show. How long was she on the stage for? Three and a half hours. I mean, there was, there was a, a couple uh, times where they had to, like, change the eras and change the costumes, but there was no extended wait for her to uh, come back out and start the next era of her music. Yeah, that's incredible. Hey, so no issues at all? Traffic not bad? You, It was worth it for you? You had a good time, you and your daughter? Exactly. The, the only the only issue now is getting out of the parking lot. That's the oh. only thing. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a big thing, Joel, and thank you for the call. Appreciate you taking the time to let us know what's going on. That's a big deal. That's the deal. Going there is never as bad because you're excited to go. You know, it's not everybody's arriving at the same time. It's leaving. That's the problem. Kevin is already on Route 17. Kevin? Hey, what's going on? How are you, Kev? How was it? You know what? It was impressive. Like the last caller said, it was three and a half hours, and she puts on a pretty good show. I'm here with my, uh, my eighth grade 14-year-old daughter, so it was a treat for her. And I'm sure it's a treat for your daughters to now be. The trade-off is that you take them to the Taylor Swift concert, but on the way home, Daddy's got to listen to the fan. I had to check out and see how the Yanks did. I uh, and to be honest, I actually am going to be home in probably 35 minutes. I somehow got on the 17, and we're uh, we're in good shape. 
Did you stay for the whole thing? How'd you make it out of there? I have absolutely no idea. I parked far enough away that once we left the concert, I somehow snuck out. But better story is, it was a three-hour line to get a $45 T-shirt. Oh, my. And did you wait? So we waited for two hours, and then we, we bailed because we had to go see the show. But I've never in my life, and I've seen tons of shows. I'm a big Springsteen guy who watches the three-and-a-half-hour concerts for him. I've never seen merchandise lines like I saw tonight at the stadium. That is on. Thank you for the call, Kevin. That is on freaking believable unbelievable i was mad because i went to see adam sandler a few months back and they were out of some of the merch that i wanted but there was no line i mean there was there was a line but it's nothing com- compared to what i'm sure you experienced at the at metlife at taylor swift concert but a two hour wait to get a 45 dollar t-shirt come on man that ain't right Taylor's got to take care of those fans. I don't mind paying the 50 bucks for the t-shirt. I would have, I, I, there's no way I would wait on that line. Two hours? Goodness gracious. And how long does it take to go get a drink? All right, one more on this, and then we'll get back to the sports calls, I promise. Tyler is calling from the Meadowlands. Tyler? How are we doing? How are you, Tyler? Uh, I'm pretty tired, but very good the concert was very impressive what's your deal you go with your daughter or what you going on your own i went with my girlfriend and uh okay you know she brought me along she got tickets and brought me along so it was worth it for you uh i am not the biggest fan by any means but you know i know the most popular ones and i had a really good time it blew, what would me, you it say- blew my socks off what would you say, Tyler, was the majority of the fan base? Are we talking split? Are we talking young, old? Are we talking female, male? What are we talking here? Um, I would probably say 16 to 25 is the majority. Uh, of opinion. age? And, and then what, yeah. about, what about male to female ratio? Um, I would imagine that it was a little bit more towards women and most of the men there are probably girlfriends and dads like some of the previous callers <laughs> and things like that uh, fair enough i appreciate Tyler uh, taking the time to give us a call all right well there we go at least we know three people leaving metlife uh, metlife stadium uh from the taylor swift concert are listening at least three thank you very much for that i appreciate it i'm sorry for you young females who have never heard my voice before and don't want to hear about sports talk if you're driving home from the taylor swift concert with your father's Sorry, I'll try to entertain you for the rest of the ride home or until you get out of the parking lot. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. Can you imagine waiting on two two hour line to get a t shirt or three hour line? He said he left after two hours to get a t shirt? What? I can make one in three hours. Goodness. Anyway, back to the sports. Chris is calling from Santa Cruz. Chris, what's on your mind? Hey, Sal, how you doing? Good, Chris. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, before I make my point, uh, I just wanted to say that I love listening to this show, and I think you do a really good job, Sal. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate and, it. Um, so these last like two games, like the offense has been a little bit concerning, especially like the way they the way they went down tonight against the Padres. You know, I get the, you know, the Padres have been like struggling 
Well, Musgrove's a good pitcher, Chris. I mean, Musgrove's a good pitcher, so it's no shame in going down to him. But the problem is the Yankees are going to face good pitchers in the postseason, and you don't want to see the offense perform like this. So there still are – I don't know if there's anything the Yankees could do in the regular season to ease the concerns that we would have about the offense in the postseason. Yeah, that's true. Uh, And one thing that, like, you know, makes me feel better is that the team that they have right now – you know, I know that Cashman's going to make a move, you know, towards the trade deadline, you know. We're gonna get, they're going to get Stanton back, Stanton back as much as, you know, he's, you know, had injury problems. You know, he's always showed up, like, in October. But, well, so. that, they they need to get him back healthy, and thank you for listening, Chris, and thank you for taking the time to give us a call. They need to get Stanton back healthy, and, and they will at some point. Now, will he stay healthy? Who knows? But if he is healthy, he's going to carry the team for at least a couple of weeks at a time. You know how Stanton does it. He'll go on streaks and be red hot. Sometimes he'll be cold. But you hope that he could get hot where maybe Judge is a little cold or somebody else is cold and pick up the team for a little bit. And when he goes cold, then it could be Rizzo's turn or Judge's turn. You want to have one constant, and then a couple of the others can pick it up here or there. And generally, that's what the Yankees get with the streaky John Carl Stanton. The numbers may be there regularly at the end of the year, but he is streaky throughout. I'm not going to go nuts, though, over the offense tonight. Like, what's there to say? All right, the Padres stars with Soto hitting an absolute bomb and Tatis following doing the same thing. One down a right field line, one down a left field line. Or not really down the line, but you know what I mean. Soto to right field, and then Tatis was down the left field line. Absolute no-doubters off the bat bombs. You know, those are the guys you can't let beat you in that lineup, and yet they beat them. The Padres stars got the job done. The Yankees stars did not. Tim is calling from Rockaway. Tim, what's on your mind this morning? Same old stuff. What's that? I kind of miss Steve Summers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Now, I mm-hmm. like the way, I like the... <laughs> you like the what? I like the cut of your jib. You know, uh, I like the way you, you talk. Well, thank you, Tim. Are you going to get to a sports point, or you just want to hit on me? Okay, I don't think this is going anywhere. Tim, I gave you an opportunity. You know, it's funny that you should, and thank you for taking the time to call and sit on hold, by the way. Funny you should mention Steve Summers. Mm -hmm. I was emailing with Steve earlier today. Uh, Was it yesterday? I don't know. It was yesterday, today. I think two days in a row I was emailing Steve. As he knows... I have an open invite to him anytime that he wants to come on. Because much like you, Tim, I know there are many others, myself included, that miss Steve. We all miss Steve. You get so used to hearing that voice for however many years, you know, 20 years or so, maybe more. I forget the exact amount of years. I know he's doing it since 87. You know, so over 20 or 25 years. Mm-hmm. You miss him. So uh, I have a show where I was coming up on Thursday. You know, I'm not going to do it on a late night or have him come on on an overnight. And Keith is coming back soon. So I figured for what I think is going to be my last evening shift next Thursday, I asked Steve if he wanted to come on, but he he, uh, couldn't do it, unfortunately. You know, he appreciated the invite, of course, and said he'll love to do it at some point, just couldn't make Thursday work. So we'll get something soon on the books with Steve because – As I told him, I miss you, of course, Steve. We love you, but more importantly, the New York listening 
audience misses you. But he seemed to be doing well. Said he was chasing a mouse around the apartment, um, hanging out with Robin and, and doing all those other things. So Steve is doing well, uh, and hopefully we could, uh, you know, I'd love to have him in for an hour at some point or, or more. He could stay as long as he likes and do a show with him. And I get to hang out with him, and you guys get to listen to him again. Mm-hmm. And get his thoughts on not only the Mets and the Yankees. He was taking some shots at the Yankee fan base, even in our email, unprovoked. I asked him if I yelled at the callers too much, and he said, be yourself. If you want to scream like an idiot, be yourself and scream like an idiot. But Steve and I are kind of opposites, where Steve is the nicest person on the air to callers. And at times, you know, I could get into it with some of you guys, but it's all fun. I still love you, each and every one of you. Lou, especially. Lou is calling from Belmore. What's up, Lou? Yeah, uh, Sal, what's up, man? What's up, Lou? Uh yeah, I just want to talk about uh, the Mets a little bit with this, this, these lineups that we're getting here. I, I just don't understand why Vogelbach is, is, is in this lineup and, and Alvarez batting nine. And, you know, I, another point I want to touch on is, is Lindori. This guy's got a 720 OPS with a top five contract. I'm really confused. Well, what are you confused about? It's just about these fans that I see on social media. I'm just really confused why they think he's so great. You know, I'm getting the fights with these guys. This guy gets a top five contract. This guy gets more than Aaron Judge, and he has a 720 OPS, and he's batting 220. This is not well, acceptable. He's hitting, he's hitting 230, and he has driven in a ton of runs, and he's starting to come out of it a little, Lou. What that I would say, true. though. The RBI is good, but someone needs to be called out in this organization for something. I just feel like everyone gets passed. You know no, what I'm no, saying? No, no, well, no. Lou, Lou, what do you mean everyone gets a pass? Is this your first time listening to the fan? No, I listen to the fan every day. So that we we've been ripping the Mets for years. Uh, no, 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 no. About... yeah, you, no. I'm not. When I say that, I'm not talking about the fan. I'm talking about like Twitter and Instagram and et cetera. Oh, forget that nonsense. That's your first mistake. Two things, Lou. I'm going to give you advice on. Number one, stay the hell off of social media. I mean, I understand why you got to do it, but don't take anything on there seriously. But more importantly. Don't worry about the contract of Lindor because if you do that, you're never going to fully appreciate him as a player. He had a terrific year last year. The guy plays every day. I'm sure he plays through little nicks and and dings and things like that. Switch hitter, great defense. He can hit with some power, going to drive in a bunch of runs. Is he living up to the contract? No, No. but but that's a massive contract, and it was given out – you know, it was given out probably early because of the situation the Mets were in where they had yeah. to make a move like that to show the 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 change in ownership. That was symbolic yeah. of the change I, in ownership. So don't, don't worry yeah. about the money with Lindor. He's a good player. I know, but my point is is that, like, he's making as much as Aaron Judge and, and, and Tatis and, and, and uh, Harper. I just feel like, considering Judge was a free agent this year, we could have went out and got someone – you know, at his caliber, not Lindor with the same price tag. Well, who? I mean? No, who? No, because I, who's at Judge's caliber? There is nobody at Aaron Judge's caliber. Now, look, uh, you may, they no, make it. Right. A, no one was a, you're right. No one was available at Judge's caliber, but he was a free agent at one point. You well, know, you know I mean? well, yeah, no, but but you also know he wasn't leaving the Yankees. He wasn't leaving the Yankees for the Giants or the Padres for more money. You think he was going to leave the Mets? Going to leave the Yankees for the Mets? No way. No, I don't. That was even a possibility, but I, what do we know? I mean, I don't know personally behind the scenes. I know he was rumored to the Giants. It was just like the point where it was my point. My point was kind of like this guy is making the same as that kind of caliber player, and we're not right. getting that kind of player. And well, I he's feel different. Like if we had that caliber player, we'd be 
in a better spot than we're in now. Yes, and, and here's here's what I will say, Lou, and thank you for the call. Good stuff, and I understand your frustration. couple things. With the judge situation, we know the facts were, as they've come out now after the fact, the Giants offered him more money. The Padres offered him more money than the Yankees did. He still chose to come back to the Yankees. That would mean that even if the Mets offered him more money, there was no chance he would ever leave the New York Yankees and go to the Mets. The Mets weren't stupid. They knew that. That's why they weren't in on Aaron Judge. B, that was A, this is B, Lindor's a good player. Forget about comparing his contract to Judge or Bryce Harper or anybody else. He's a different player than those guys. Is he as impactful offensively? No, but he's a terrific player, an all-star player. He's off to a slow start, but he's still driving in runs, and maybe now he's starting to come out of it. And You'll see when he gets hot, he's a legitimate star player. C, because I got a third one for you before we break, and then we'll get back to your calls at 877-337-6666. C, you mentioned you want a big star player, that caliber, Aaron Judge caliber, and I was like, well, nobody's Judge's caliber. But wait, there is one, and he happens to be a free agent next year. He might even be better than Aaron Judge because he could pitch. You know what I'm talking about. And if the Mets do what we expect, I mean, I don't know what Otani's going to choose ultimately, but I expect the Mets to have the highest offer. So I don't believe Steve Cohen's going to be outbid on Otani. It doesn't mean they're going to get him. But if Otani is going for the most money and he's open to coming to the East Coast, I, I believe he will be a Met. Because the Mets are going to have the highest offer. I'm convinced that that's going to be the case. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just using some common sense, which usually works. Try it. 877-337-6666. Unfortunately, not enough people do. Uh, We'll continue with your calls. Mets, Yanks, Taylor Swift, Memorial Day weekend. Whatever's on your mind on this now Saturday morning Memorial Day weekend. Sal on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I've never heard this song before. Manny, are you a Taylor Swift fan? Not at all. Seems no. like it. No. Oh, okay. I went on Apple Music song. and I picked out the most popular song. There you go. All right. I know Fleegs, who you know does the overnights, of course, Monday through Friday, uh, producing on the overnights and does some shows. 
He's a huge Taylor Swift fan, and I believe he is going to the concert later on tonight. So I could not believe. Matter of fact, I got a text from my sister saying, hey, do you know anybody you could buy Taylor Swift tickets to? And one of my friends wants to go. I was like, no chance. I don't know anything about it, but somebody mentioned to me the other day that they were two grand to get in. They're completely sold out. That's got to be, I wouldn't even ask. I mean, that's got to be the toughest ticket in town. Easier to go to a Knicks or Rangers playoff game than it is to get tickets to a Taylor Swift concert. Selling out MetLife Stadium three times? What are you kidding me? Not even the I'm Jets assuming and the Giants three... can do that. Yeah, right. No, they couldn't. I was thinking that same thing the other day. Three, three days in a row? It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yeah, I believe That's so, wild. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that is wild. And probably could have done a fourth. I give her credit to that has got to be difficult to do those shows like that, all that energy. She also does it in the pouring rain for three and a half hours. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it could sleet, sun, whatever, rain. She'll, she's out there for three and a half hours singing her heart. Yeah, I heard about that, that it was during a monsoon. And I also heard that people were selling water bottles from the monsoon. Like, you know, bottled up water from the monsoon oh, and selling that. Uh, kind of like uh, the sand with Brady. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. I don't know if anybody's buying that or not. But anyway, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Start of the show talking about the Yankees coming off their loss to the Padres. No big deal, but they have lost three in a row. And, you know, it's back-to-back games now where they scored just one run. And you saw the Padres stars on display uh, on full display, hitting a couple of bombs in that game. So Juan Soto hitting a majestic shot, and boy, how good would he look in a New York baseball uniform? Uh, but Juan Soto, Tatis Jr., uh, Tatis Jr. also having some fun with the fans. They go at him, calling him a cheater and steroid guy and all this. Well, he had the last laugh and didn't let the fans taunt him. He hits the homer, and then he starts taunting them. Anyway, Yankees lose three straight, and they fall now eight games back of the Rays in the AL East. And, you know, it's one of those things with the Yanks. You They were making up some ground. They were moving in the right direction, climbing that ladder, losing two out of three to the Orioles, setting back a little bit. Now this loss, when you're that far behind, and I know the Rays will come back to the pack. I still think the Yankees are going to be better. But when you're that far behind, hard to gain that ground because you're seeing it just when you creep up and you get it to within six, now you fall back to eight again. Mets get a win in Colorado. Max Scherzer is back. A dominant performance for Max. Seven innings, eight strikeouts, no walks, just allowed one run on a solo home run. You know, the Mets now have gotten some solid starting pitching, and it's no coincidence they're starting to look much better as a ball club because of it. Starters go six, seven, even eight innings in Verlander's case, who, by the way, will be on the mound later on today. Scherzer, Verlander in that rotation back-to-back, and you shorten up the bullpen usage. You know, preserve those guys' arms back there, and obviously with the dominant starting pitching, you can you know have the offense win a game where you score three, four, or in this case, five runs. Francisco Lindor was the offensive star, big two run homer to get things started in the first, and the Mets would never look back. Steve is calling from West Islip. What's up, Steve? How are we doing tonight? Great, Steve. How are you? Be a lot better in an hour and about seven minutes as I start my Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, two things. First, uh, from a concert standpoint, I had to share an experience. It was probably 20 years ago. Bruce Springsteen was my favorite band in the whole world. We spent the fortune. Six of us go to the Nassau Coliseum. This is when he was fighting with his wife. He comes there. There's no East Street band. It's just him. 
singing depressing songs, and you go to the counter, it says, with a, a chart there that says, by um, request of the performer, we're not serving any alcohol tonight. We couldn't get a beer. Really? Well, that's what you get for going to see Bruce. I got to tell you, I'm, yeah. I've, I've heard all the, the hype about Bruce. I would rather, if I had the option and somebody said to me, you could pick one concert, you're going to have special seats, go hang out for night, it'll be a special night, you get to pick one, either Bruce Springsteen or Taylor Swift. I'm going Taylor Swift 100% of the time. Right now, I, I would agree with you. Back back in the day, when it was the E Street Band, and the I saw him. Mm-hmm. He just started up in Syracuse. It was phenomenal, but he turned oh, into it. Did he play the uh, you know the the famous uh, his best song that uh, you know which one I'm talking about the um, the Christmas one? No, no, he just played every depressing solo song that oh. he's ever written, and everybody oh. left. Everybody left the Coliseum like after four songs. They just walked out. Yeah. But, right, thinking yeah. you can't you can't even get a drink. I mean, what kind of cr- yeah. uh, you know yeah, stuff but, is that? Anyway, good. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I spent a fortune for these tickets. But so so be it. Uh, back to the Mets. Buck Showalter. Ay, 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 ay. I, you know, you pick on Boone. Buck Showalter. I, I can't figure out what he's doing half the time. I mean, why in the world he, he's taking Vogelsberg, first of all. Why is he still, yeah. yeah. Why is he still playing? Uh, he takes Beatty out. I think I think I'd rather see I'd rather see Vogelberg play than Vogel back, but he's playing oh, because Buck doesn't like it's okay. Just having some fun with it. Buck does not like Viento, so he's going with Daniel Vogel back. He takes out Beatty for a pinch hitter, and guess what? The next thing, the first thing is to hit the third base that he mishandles the the other guy. Right, like, but who's the better who's the better defensive third baseman, Brett Beatty or Eduardo Escobar? Well, not if he's not playing. You know what I mean? If he's no. part of the game. <laughs> no, you, you, you have defense. Now, look, maybe that, maybe something like that, narrowed by Escobar, you know, after putting him in basically as a defensive replacement for Brett Beatty, who's not that good defensively. He's fine, but you could tell he's not that good defensively. Maybe that brings Luis Guillaume back up eventually, and they release Escobar. Yeah. The Mets need to figure out which one they want to be their bench option, backup infielder, either Escobar or Guillaume. Right now it's Escobar, but eventually that could change. But I'm not going to knock Buck on that. That was the right move. Uh, well, I, you know, I disagree, but that's okay. Um, and the other what thing, would you have done? I, who, who, who's, I, what would you have done defensively? No, I wouldn't have pinch hit for Beatty. Right, but then you have Beatty. So you you have Beatty then playing third base. I'm not talking about the pinch hit. I don't care about that. I'm talking about playing third base. Yeah. He right. He wanted he wanted Escobar in there at third base in the end of the game. Escobar's the better defensive third baseman. I think that's the primary reason he was out. Well, I thought it was the matchup of the lefty to lefty that he took. Uh, well, I'm sh- I'm sure that's right. I'm sure that's part of it too. But there's a chance that Escobar would have been in there defensively anyway. But whatever. I okay. So you want to disagree there? Uh, you you think that yeah. Buck made a mistake there? Now you're nitpicking yeah. one game. I mean, you you know right. you're talking about Vogel back being on. I love. Nobody understands. I love the fact that Buck brings in Robertson to face the meat of the order in the eighth. I agree with that a thousand percent. Right. But then bring him back out for the ninth. Why did you take him out? He was doing great. Oh, because he's, he's not a, he's not a two because he's not a two inning pitcher, Steve. And thank you for the call. You're not getting two innings from him, and it's not October. 
It's May. I'm not look, here's one thing I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna pretend that you or I are better managers than Buck Showalter. Now, he may be stubborn. He may not like certain guys. He may favor certain guys. Maybe there is a power struggle going on between Epler and Buck. I know people are speculating about that. You know, Buck was clearly not happy about having one of his favorites being sent down in Luis Guillorme. And maybe his response to that is, okay, well, I'm not playing this guy that you're giving me because I don't think he's any good, referring to Mark Vientos. I can't believe, now I don't know this, I can't believe that Buck actually thinks Daniel Vogelback is good at baseball. The reason is because I know Buck is one of the smartest minds in baseball and Daniel Vogelback is one of the worst players in baseball. Matter of fact, I challenge you to name me a worse baseball player in Major League Baseball currently than Daniel Vogelback. So the answer to why he continues to run him out there is because he believes it's the best option. And based on the current roster construction, it might be, but that's a problem. And the only reason why I say it might be is because we don't know what Vientos is. That's why we want to see Vientos play every day, because we don't know what he is. Buck and the Mets will say that they do know what he is, which is why he's not playing. We don't, which is why we want to see him. But Canna, Pham, Vogelback, it's all the same thing. None of them are getting the job done. And of those three, Vogelback might be the best offensive option for somebody to get on base, not for somebody to hit home run, not for somebody to run the bases, not for somebody to play a position, but maybe to get on base of those three, Vogelback's the best option. That's why he's the DH. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 